Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Yes, indeed, I said powered. Yes, Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Salmon producing this mess of a show. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. And Martin Weiss, the big news, guys. I know there's hockey and NBA playoffs and baseball and football schedules, but the big news, if you look on Twitter, it's Eddie Spaghetti's 31st birthday today. Yes. Congratulations, Spaghetti. So few thought you would make it. It's your birthday. Jump in there, Spaghetti. How does it feel? 31. Uh, Rangers are out of it. So a little stress-free birthday. Why why bring that up? today. Well, I'm just well, here's why I bring it up. The rain, they fired their coach, Gerard Gallant, and Eddie, you know, works so hard. You know, he's trying to get us credentials for some NFL event later this month. So I thought the least I could do for his birthday is lock up this Rangers coaching gig. I'm waiting on a couple calls. It was going to be a surprise. But anyway, we'll see what happens, Eddie. Happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, the uh, the Gallant thing is strange. It's my 31st birthday of my Igor year. Um, you know, in the NFL, if you if you make the playoffs <laughs> back, year. if you make the playoffs the back, year to, of Igor. it is. If you make the playoffs in the NFL back to back years, your first years of coaching, um, you're going to get a statue erected of you, and you're going to be on billboards, and everyone's going to love you, like a you know Brian Dable situation in New York. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the NBA or NHL, if you make the playoffs but you have expectations and you do not reach them, you will get fired. It's a crazy business, but yeah, uh, birthday is uh, it's a gloomy day. It's a gloomy birthday. After thirty, everything else stinks. So um, I'm happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> no, it doesn't stinks. Tell, tell him, Shaq. It gets great. It gets better. We're gonna, you know what? Wait, it, it's definitely gonna oh, get. Oh yeah, no, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. Uh, for like two more years, and then then yeah, then you're right. Then it goes down. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do, Spaghetti? Though I'm gonna to lift your spirits here. I'm gonna give you a free birthday bet. Um, whatever you want, anything on the board, you could uh, think it over between now and the end of the podcast. Mm. Now here's what I'm gonna do. You get to keep the money I'm putting up for you, right? So let's say I'm giving you a hundred dollars. You could bet a hundred to win ten, not risk too much, uh, on Carolina and New Jersey, both teams to score. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So not very risky, but at least you're gonna get a return. You'll get 110 back. Whereas if you put it on the Celtics laying the points, you're risking it all. You know what I mean? What kind of weirdo does about. that? That's like the weirdo who goes on the prices right and like i'm good with the with the third level uh prize no you're you're on a game show go shoot for the moon spaghetti take the, i don't take the i really am. I, I, I legitimately think uh, i wouldn't i don't i don't care about taking the money i want to win the bet i really think right um i'm not gonna go with Connor bedard first overall pick by the blackhawks that's probably too easy <laughs> what i am gonna go with i i think i really will go with the panthers over kraken in the stanley cup which is insane odds oh okay yeah. oh it's not gonna pay off today all right um Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Panthers over crack. All right. Look up those odds for me and we'll get that in sure. for you. My God, that's craziness. That really is nuts. I will get, let's do the hockey right away. Cause the Blackhawks, at least the draft, uh, part of it. And NHL draft was last night. The lotto, the Blackhawks leapfrog, the Anaheim ducks fans are skeptical about this. And now they're going to get the number one pick. You know, I'm not a conspiracy guy, Shaq, but I look at this and I say the fix is in. I think the league went to Caesar's app. 
and so that the Panthers are plus 350 and the Canes are plus 400. Those are the favorites to win the Stanley Cup and said, we have to do something. This is not good. We'll put the kid, Connor Bedard, as uh, as Spaghetti said, right there in the first slot in Chicago. Am I crazy to think this? Well, I don't, you know, I'm typically anti-conspiracy theory, but it's all the rage these days. So, so maybe we should go in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I doubt it because the Blackhawks organization off the ice has become so problematic. I find it hard to imagine Gary Bettman or otherwise is like, yeah, let's, let's put the spotlight on that team, except mm. for what you just said. Columbus, Ohio, or Anaheim, Orange County, that wouldn't be a great place to drop superstars. The only pushback I have to fixing it is, then why would they have allowed McJesus to land up in Alberta province, you know, of all the well, places? I, yeah, that's they were we that made a mistake. We're not, we're not going to do it again kind of thing, I think. Okay. Uh, here's, here's the bottom line, $5.2 million. That's revenue and season tickets sold since yesterday, Martin. Since yesterday, when it was announced that we're going to have the number one wow. pick, this guy's going to cost them at most $4.5 million for the, uh, that's maximum compensation for salary, bonuses, and everything else. I don't know. Well, you jump on. So the thing that Dave just said, you know, there was a, I was in a text thread with Chris Broussard one time. Sorry, I'll pick up that name I just dropped. Uh, and several other different people. And one of the, one of the main threat theories at the time, it was like 2018, was that LeBron was in Cleveland in order to throw off the scent of the NBA being fixed, right? You say, like, how does McDavid end up at Edmonton? It's like, because people are going to watch him anyway. He's the best athlete yeah. of all time, according to Eddie Spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he's the best guy to ever lace him up. So yeah. Yeah. when you go back and forth like I, that, you have your stars in your major locations, and then your your megastar, your ultimate, your megawatt star, your, your, your Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, you know what I'm saying, for the longest time, slaying yeah. it up there with a town of this many people. I, did a zero with I my hands. told you guys months ago, I was watching the world junior hockey tournament earlier in the year. And I said, Hey guys, watch this Connor mm -hmm. Bedard. He's a little guy. He's da dazzling. Remember in spaghetti meatballs, like we already have our Connor, but leave us alone with them. I'm like, all right, <laughs> they'll see. They'll see. No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. It is. At all. is anyway. there, <laughs> this is interesting that you could like it. If Bedard is as good as expected, the two best players in a sport could both be named Connor. That's weird. Yeah, I know. Right? It is weird. Yeah. Conor McGregor screwed up. Really should have uh, really should have put on uh, laced up the skates or something. But anyway. All right. So that's interesting. NBA. Let's do it. Heat beat the Knicks 109-101. You got Butler 27-6-10. Out of bio, another double-double 23-13. They get good production from Lowry off the bench. They've been really tough. Struess with 16. I'm impressed with this Heat team, Martin. It's hard not to be. I mean, the Knicks shot 49%, and it wasn't really close for most of the game. And now they're up three to one. And I was looking at their odds to win the title 17 to one and plus three eighty to win the East, man, that East bet might be worth looking at at least, at least the East bet. No. So I actually got it uh, yesterday before the game at five fifty. Hmm. I got it five and a half to one. Cause I was thinking for the East. yeah, for the, to win the East. Uh, and I don't even, I, because they're going to win this series. They're the better team in this series. They're the tougher team in this series. And and the, the Knicks don't have another curveball besides being the tough guy, right? So if you're if the tough guy is not getting out tough, now what? And Jalen Brunson, as much as I love him, is still my height, right? And that's not going to get it done out there. And Julius Randle, like you said it earlier in the podcast, I got to give you credit for something else too when we get to the, the Nuggets and the Suns. 
But uh, Julius Randle, he's killing them. He's killing them. Yep. And it's not even just with his play. He just looks like he's getting beat up out there. He's like have his head down and all of that. And it's just like that negative energy, uh, as you know, in the Warrior series, it, it, whenever you lose, people feast on that. And it's just that's oh, yeah. the way it looks like it's going. And and Miami looks like they're having – it just bugs me out how much fun they're having in the middle of the playoffs. Like this is the second round of the playoffs. Jimmy Butler's having a blast. It's a real practical joke they're pulling on everyone. Yeah. 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 Like, they're just having so much fun. They got it all together. Like I said, it's a team effort. You got guys coming off the bench and and scoring. Yeah, Randall, you're right. Uh, I think that makes 13 turnovers, aside from fouling out last game, 13 turnovers in the last three games. And it's kind of worse than that. Like, he just, like, you just watch him. He gets boxed up inside and it's bad. This isn't, though, Sheck, one of those typical games where I'm like, well, the Knicks went six for 40 from three, and that's why they lost. They actually weren't terrible. They really, like I said, 49% from the field, but the Heat just, they beat you up. They play a complete game. They do, but more than any other, I mean, I'm including Jokic with the Nuggets here or Embiid or uh, whichever other direction you want to point in. This is mostly about Jimmy Butler. I mean, it all pivots off of of Jimmy, and if he regresses at all, it all goes away. They're going to win the series. I think the thing that's crazy, in the year of the Lord 2023, the Julius Randle isn't coached up from a PR standpoint enough to say anything other than, I don't know, maybe they want it more than we do. Don't say that. It's worse when a coach says it, like, because well, you're kind of indicting yourself, aren't you, coach? When like, I don't know, they they just seemed like they wanted it more tonight. Well, that's your job to make your team want it, but you're the star of the team, Julius Randle. Don't you know, but it's the same thing as Bob Huggins, which, you know, is another thing. Like, just on on, on that level. <laughs> I don't know like, if it's the same thing. Might not well, be the no, same it's thing. Not the, no, <laughs> it's not that, well, it's the same in this sense. You don't know any better. You, you, like, you're in front of a microphone yeah. more days than not, probably. <laughs> in your professional uh, exploits and you don't know better. You you don't, you you can't modify your speech to that extent. Anyway. Well, Randall has the excuse of at least he was angry. He's coming off, right? It's an emotional response. Well, a stupid one, but at least there's some emotion behind it because they had just lost, right? There's what is, how, what, 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 we're not in the middle of college basketball season. What's he all worked up about? Um, so I'm not sure. Well, but Huggins excuses, Hey, the radio guys were agreeing with me and laughing and saying how great I was. At least nobody, none of the journalists were probably like, you're right, Julius. It did seem like the Heat wanted it more than you. But yes, I'm with you on the Heat and you're plus 380 to win the East. But the one that appeals to me much more is because in my eyes, correct me if I mean if you think I'm wildly off base here. Going into the series, I felt this way, but I really feel this way now. Fine, the Heat are gonna win this. It's a nice story, but Sixers or Celtics are gonna eliminate Miami. So if it's you, just so low, the the odds are so. The, well, the Celtics were plus one sixty. Okay, the other but day do you agree with? Thing. But yeah. if you agree with what I just said, and you know the Sixers have to get by the Celtics, and so the Heat only have to win. The Heat have to win five more games, and the Sixers have to win six. Ergo, longer odds for the Sixers. But if you think the Sixers would beat the Heat, isn't Philly plus four ten to get to the finals the better bet? If you like the Sixers, yeah. Uh, but 
I don't know. They're just not an easy out, the Miami, right? Martin, I, I don't. I feel like they're going to take everyone to at least seven, um, regardless mm. of who's saying what in the um, well, press conferences. I, me and Gunnels did this exercise on lemon pepper, right? Where we just, if you delete the regular season entirely, right, and we just pretend it never existed, and these playoffs yeah. teams are the teams that we have, but they, they are all seated at zero, like they are in the playoffs. Miami has been playing better than every other team in the East so far. Yeah. Like when you just looked at look at them, like their style of play, them getting into what they want to do. Like you look at Boston, they have late game issues. Jason Tatum is come and go sometimes when he really feels like he should be an all the time star. Like he should be, like he's your number one guy. Jalen Brown is. There was a, ever since that New York Times article came out where he's like, I might be in Boston. I don't know. He's going yeah. through scoring like 14 points in the first quarter and then not shooting for the rest. It's it weird in Boston. And then Philly, absolutely, with Embiid's knee, I think you got to real look, really look at it and be like, man, he really did just get his shot blocked down the stretch by by uh, Al Horford three separate times. Three times. Oh, what a humiliation. As we've talked about, the idea of like getting posterized that people go, oh, that's the worst thing that could happen to you is to get posterized by a dunk. I think what old man Horford did to the to the alleged MVP is way worse. Three times you got you got blocked by a guy smaller and way older than you. Embarrassing. Crazy. And yet, you know, so what are the Celtics now, Martin? Six and five in the playoffs? Four, yes. three, and two, two. Six and five. And a six and five team is plus one sixty-five to win the uh to win the title. It's, it doesn't make sense. That's why I think, yeah, go after one of these bigger numbers, check whether it's the Sixers or the Suns or the Nuggets. Or uh, the aforementioned Miami Heat. Now let's talk about this uh, Lakers series. This is pretty exciting, I have to say. Uh, Martin, I know we're rooting against the Lakers because we we went so hard against them in, in on uh, hating them from the start, and now they're just I don't know. I, I didn't know they were like number one in scoring in the fourth quarter of any team this year. That that's a scary stat. They just quietly do this, and they beat the Warriors one hundred four one hundred one. The story once again is Lonnie Walker the fourth with 15 points. No, yeah, uh, I mean he is he is the first Laker to score 15 or more points off the bench in the fourth quarter of a playoff game since Kobe Bryant. Check. Kobe Bryant. Wow, um, there you go. And so I don't know. The other stat I saw is Curry now 0 for 14 on shots to take the lead in the final 50 seconds of a playoff game. Um, which doesn't seem right. And I'm not going to stop. I mean, they're nowhere close to being in that game, if not for Curry. And I'm not kicking them out of my top 100 like people are when they see a stat like that. But for God's sakes, no one thought these Lakers would be up 3-1, Shaq. Yeah, and, you know, um, first of all, I, I the most remarkable thing to me about watching this is Steph Curry checking LeBron James, unless... It's Anthony Davis checking Steph Curry. These crazy superstar matchups and Anthony yeah. Davis being effective largely on Steph is something to watch. And same goes for Steph's job on uh, on the vastly uh, bigger and more physical uh, LeBron. Um, I get the pushback that the dubs, and I, I, I'm not saying that they're finished. I think they are capable of winning three in a row here against these Lakers. The pushback is, or support of that is like, Lonnie Walker's not going to do that again. Yeah, but he got them within a game of ending the series. So his job is complete now, as far as I'm concerned. Right. That What I didn't anticipate was going into the series. The reason I had Golden State was 
the supporting pieces on the Warriors side were going to step up more than the Lakers were. So far, I've been wrong. Ergo, 3-1 Lakers here. And um, I do like Golden State in the next game. I, I this, which well, sets up a fascinating game six back in LA. If yeah, I'm they, they need this to get to the weekend, right? Like this is the NBA really wants it. Well, not that they need it, but they do want nothing more than to get this series to the weekend in a game seven. Martin, he brought up the supporting pieces. Let's just say it. Jordan Poole. It's been a disaster, mm. right? Can't count on him at all. I mean, you get 10 minutes out of him. He misses every shot he takes and they're stuck with that huge contract. He's been a disaster, but he's kind of been like, he's been roadkill to a lot of other minor fender bender accidents. Like Jordan Poole's been t- unplayable, right? And for a guy who's going to make $27 million in the near future, that's that's tough. But like, mm-hmm. to Dave's point, just he just made, like, I, I thought the, uh, when he was talking about when we first picked this series, I had the Lakers in six in part because I didn't think that Clay. And Wiggins and the and the like will be able to turn a corner and come like come on the bus, like Steph said, after game seven in Sacramento. Cause as cool as that story was in game seven, it was like it was Steph and Kevon Looney, and that was that. Like, and right. to watch them down the stretch last night, watching Clay uh shoot those and that's Steph's shots. That is I one. hate that straddled three, straddling the arc and shooting. It's like uh, with 18 on the shot clock was bad. Yeah, and Curry took some bad shots too towards him. But he, he, he's always that's a that's a stat that that under a minute in the playoffs is one that in part because they never they're never in this position. They lose close games because most of the time they're up by 10, right? You know, mm. so it, like in the games that they do win. Well, I thought the Warriors were Steph and is, is like Steph and bust, and I it seems to be playing out as such. Steph shots like uh, like eleven times in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went nuts. So the, the 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 number everybody's asking me about is all right. What's the Warriors to win the series? Plus three ninety on Caesar's check. I don't know. These are just battles. Um, I can Feels see like them doing it. I don't think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't put money on it. I got to say that you, you're right. Check with the supporting cast. We waited for Austin Re- like to go away. Reeves, uh, Achimura didn't have a, a huge game. Walker, obviously big. Uh, Schroeder was, wasn't bad. I think he had 10 points, but <laughs> Reeves is insane. He has like, th- he had three big shots towards the end that kept him in that. He's, he's an underrated asset. I think even still. I, you know, listen, I don't know if it counts as being politically incorrect, but when you look at Austin Reeves, that's why we try to, why we like, yeah, that's unreliable. We're, we're not going to count on that guy. I mean, he's got like, I'm not just talking about how pale he is. I'm talking about the haircut. I'm talking about the bill. Hmm. That guy is a difference maker in the NBA in 2023. It's wild to, to see that. Um, I'll go back though. Like, you know, if you buy the the simplistic um, assessment that a lot of people make about the NBA since I've been walking the planet Earth, which is all these games are going to come down to the last two minutes. Obviously, that hasn't been true in the playoffs the last few years. But these these Lakers dubs games are very tight. Who do you want in the end? Do you want Steph and Clay, or do you want LeBron and AD? I'll take the and Lonnie. Uh, I'll, I'll take the, I'll I'll take the former out of that one. And it did seem ridiculous in hindsight, like what's Steph doing launching from 30 in that spot as the clock's ticking down. It's like, 
Well, he's Steph Curry. That's I, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, it's not ridiculous for him. Yeah. It's ridiculous for anybody else, right? But, that, but, we've but seen so, it go that's down the thing that's it. wild. That's the thing I don't understand about Jordan Poole. Is it, it seems to me as if, like, and they say it in all their post-game press conferences, Steve Curry's like, oh, well, y'all don't hate that shot. That's what we do. We get them up. We fire, we fire, we fire. And it's like, how come everybody has a green light as green as Steph Curry? Like, Steph Curry's green light should be as, as big as the sun, and then everybody else we're dealing with traffic lights. Because it's like, well, I don't understand why Jordan Poole can, can feel confident enough to take a 28-footer with, like, 10 seconds. Like, that, that's a terrible shot. But I, I, you thing, know what? I think, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish I was your point. To say, yeah. The thing that is crazy to me about all of this, and Joel just texted me this, but I did have it overnight thinking about it. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, Austin Reeves, they were on the team. They've been on this team. The two and 10 Lakers that started, they were on the team too. The biggest yeah. difference is that they weren't getting any touches or any minutes because Russ was playing a position. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't true. trade uh, Russell Westbrook, they wouldn't be here. And I mean, obviously, every, but like it opened up a lot of different, like Malik Beasley's on the bench. Jerry Benjamin played seven minutes last night. Rui Hachimura had a big, you know, like you said, he, has, he hasn't really been here in the second round. It's all the guys they already had. I think, and this will put us nicely into the Celtics Sixers matchup um, resumes tonight. That's 2 2. Celtics are seven and a half point favorite. But to answer your question, the Parley kid was talking about this on Against All Odds. Maybe the three, talk about who has the green light for the three because it's become the splashiest, because it's become the sexiest shot, the sexiest moment in the game making the threes, even though there's 120 of them put up in a game. But it's definitely, I don't know. It, it's a. Uh, more eye-opening than driving in and getting fouled, right? And which was why the Celtics, you know, we'll talk about that with the Sixers. Let's do that now. The coach doesn't call the timeouts in regulation or overtime, and they had a game where they were winning by five with two minutes left. They lost to the Sixers. I mean, that would have been a win without Embiid and then um, three losses in a row with Embiid. Like, that's what it would have been. Instead, it's 2-2, Shaq. I'm going Celtics by double digits in this one. I don't know why they're making it so hard on themselves. Like I said, plus 165 to win the whole thing. And they just, um, I feel like they, they can't get out of their own way, but I like them tonight. The only reason I could see the Celtics not doing what you just said, which is double digit beating them, but I'm a little spooked by it despite the blowouts or the double digit wins that we've largely seen, not just this postseason, but last two is the assumption that the Celtics players are more resilient than the fan base is because I mean, like as an objective viewer, mostly objective, I root for the Celtics, a, a whisker on behalf of my old man. So watching it through his eyes, I felt bad that they blew that one. Cause that was a game. They absolutely should have won a couple of times over the Celts and they let it go. So as long as they can put that one behind them, I do think they roll tonight. Um, but yeah, it is kind of inexplicable that, Jason Tatum specifically, I, you know, it, it's something that with few exceptions, these playoffs that the primary score, one of the, you know, one a or one B score of any team is like, is like this. It's a roller. It's not just Anthony Davis. Go through everybody. Go, go look at oh, yeah. Jamal Murray, what he does game to game. Look at what um, Jason Tatum does game to day, game. It's a, Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I just am, well, am misremembering I, I, history, but LeBron. I don't remember guys doing that. The no, I think you're right. But there might be more stars in the game now than we remember is, is the problem. Every team seems to have two stars. But, yeah, just, just the same. Like LeBron, over the weekend, he didn't 
he didn't have his first shot, Martin, until the five minutes left in the second quarter. And they were still winning by a dozen at half or something like that. And he ends up with good numbers. So, yeah, every team is doing it a different way, which is weird. And you might want to point directly at Harden, right? 45, bum game, 42 oh. last game. I don't know. Is that going to be the difference tonight? But to me, the, 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 so I, it depends on how you look at James Harden, the surprise to me was the 40-point explosions. Like, that's why I was, like, James Harden hitting the game winner was the shock to me. Like, if Jalen Brown has been watching the last 14 years of James Harden's NBA career, that's normally not a shot that kills you. James Harden right. normally misses in the playoffs. <laughs> like, from, like, and that's just I it up. completely yeah. agree with that. This idea that, like, Jalen Brown made a mistake by, Bra- uh, by, uh, Leaving Harden to double down on Embiid. What are you talking about? Of course, that was the no. right thing to do defensively, right? Yeah. Well, it, I, I, I agree. It wasn't just the abject worst thing you could never, ever, ever, ever do. Like it wasn't like you know, like, like he pushed a quarterback three steps out of bounds or something like that in the fourth quarter. It's like no, nah, it's it wasn't about like the the. It was just it made sense to do it. I I understand why he did it. Like it was a low percentage shot. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I was the timeouts were the, the, time the issues for sure. I, I don't even have yeah, a, a problem with not calling. I don't know. I don't mind it. Maybe because of as a fan, I don't want to spend the last, you know, watching the last 12 minutes of actual game time. Nine of it is watching guys draw plays on a chalkboard, you know, like a dry erase board. But um, just tr- start the drive before four seconds. You'll have more options that way. That's always been my pet peeve with that. Like you could tell by the first few dribbles, and I said this on Against All Odds, whether or not they're going to be able to set up a shot or not, right? My God, this game's going to overtime. I could tell it's going to be a crap shot here. That's my thing. That's not thing that just drives me nuts about coaches. Like you'll sit there and you see that Jason Tatum's dribbling the ball with five seconds left, and you want to say, oh, trust my guys, no timeout. Trust my guys, no timeout. But how are you going to trust your guys to run off of a cliff? Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to say stop? You know what I'm saying? Like how, how far do you let that trust go? Because you can still get, you could run a play and get a shot off with one second on the clock from out of bounds. Like Steph Curry you're saying left for the, uh, for the other. You're saying from the other team or, or no, like once you, you score? If you, you have yeah. the ball. You're the Celtics. You're, you're the Celtics. You've already crossed half the court. Celtics. And yeah. you, Jason Tatum has the ball and he's dribbling. Uh, he's got the ball at the three point line and he's got he's nothing doing. Call timeout. You can just run an inbounds play from out of bounds to get a shot. Like the, yeah. Steph Curry last night sitting down with the ball with one with one point two on the clock, and no one on the Warriors calls timeout. Like, I just don't uh, he understand. He had to not think he had it. He he had the he, right. I mean, did they ask him afterwards? He must have thought they had no timeout. You know what right? I think happened? I, I think happened. Uh, he wasn't exactly sure because of the challenge situation. Because remember, he called a timeout. Yeah, they didn't in have a challenge. And, right. and, and blew it. Mm-hmm. You know what I think yeah. happened on that for real? I think he knew he traveled with the ball. You can't be holding the basketball and fall down off your feet without it being a travel. I think he was doing that belatedly like, oh, I'm traveling. I, I got to get the ball out of my hands is why I did that. But the yeah. officials didn't, uh, of course, well, didn't blow yeah. the whistle on it. Yeah, either way, if someone around him is calling timeout, then it doesn't matter. If, if not, he's got a second to get rid of this, right? So I think that's probably what was going through his head. All right, the other game is uh, Nuggets and Suns. Denver five and a half point favorite. Jokic not suspended for shoving Suns owner Matt Ishbia. That was a fun play, right? He was uh <laughs> he went into the crowd. Ishbia has the ball. I guess he was like hurrying it up because they had an advantage, uh, kind of, because uh, it was a 
Suns player was down. You still have to inbound it through the ref. So I don't know why. I was like, oh, why is he so aggressively taking this ball if he doesn't know it's the owner or whatever? But I thought he was going to be busted because he said, hey, at that point, he's just a fan, right? It's like, all right, well, you might get suspended worse or punished worse if um, you thought it was a fan and you did that, right? But uh, cooler heads prevailed. Even Ishbia said, no, he shouldn't be suspended for this. And so we see him in game five. Shaq Nuggets, five and a half. I'm going to take the favorite again here. I'm with you. I like the Nugs at home. Getting back to that uh, mile high form that we saw in the first couple of games there. Um, on the Ishbia thing, you know, I don't. I don't remember. Did Bud Selig find the uh, the first base coach from the White Sox when those two bums, the father and son, ran ran out onto the field and attacked him 10, 15, 20 years ago? Remember that the two the oh, two right, fans yeah. ran too drunk. Yes. Father and son ran out on the field like. Why is why is Jokic getting fined? I get that you shouldn't mm-hmm. suspend him. Obviously, you shouldn't suspend him. But okay, Ishbia is an owner, so he gets a different level of consideration than the casual fan does. But what is the message in an age where everybody is either vain or narcissistic, and everybody thinks? I think I said Daddy Spaghetti uh, off air earlier today. You know, the the new phenomenon when you watch these NF, uh, these NHL playoff games is that a guy scores a goal, a, a visiting team player scores a goal, and the fans bang on the glass, and then they give the middle finger, or like they're they're mm-hmm. face-to-face, but they're separated by that glass. And they're like, you suck, and they're pointing, and like there's a there's the sense of um, equivalent, uh, that, that, that you're the equivalent of the man in the arena. It's yeah. sort of like paying for a check mark. A, on uh, on Twitter or something like, well, now we're equal. See, my my right. opinion matters as much as yours does. Like, no, it doesn't. Stop touching the players. <laughs> Stop reaching out. Stop engaging the players as though you have some role in this game. I from the owners on down. Michael Malone is a hundred percent right. I don't give an s who he is. Jokic obviously is not like. Wait, wait, wait. I know your face from somewhere. How do I know right. you? Like, obviously, it's some goon. You sat the bench for that Michigan State champion team, right? In the <laughs> late 90s. Oh, what, what are we doing? I mean, like, right. th- there has not been a crackdown. I'm, I, I, wh- whatever, whatever, uh, uh, Adam Silver does in email with the owners and everything, yeah. like, hey, behave yourselves, please. Like, there should well, be a public that, that, statement true. to slap down anybody doing any, stop touching players. They're not, they're not there for their, their, your, Think of them as tigers at the zoo. They will bite your arm off. Stop messing with them. You're not their equal. I don't disagree with any of that. I will say this. It should go the other way, too, because it's really the only sport. Well, I guess baseball, you could reach over for a foul ball trying to catch it in the stands. But I would say the message to players is, hey, unless your momentum takes you into the crowd, don't ever run after, you know, chase a ball or whatever, a dead ball, a dead ball. Let the referee pick it up because. You're looking for trouble uh, doing that. Martin, I know. I don't know why I'm defending the owner here, but uh, it really is the only, at least hockey check, there's glass separating these guys. This, it's so easy to get into altercations unless that message is put forward. Well, I said, well, the owner really blew it. It's when he kind of choked up on the ball. If he was just holding the ball and allowed Jokic <laughs> to grab it. Yeah, he had was, it. I, I did it. He yeah. choked back like, nah, it's my ball. Then at right. that point, it's, like all the analogies you guys have made, the first one I thought of was it's like going to a play and, and buying a ticket and walking behind the curtain onto the stage. Like, what's up, everybody? What time does mm-hmm. it start? 
It's like, no, bro, like you need to sit in there and let the actors do their thing. Like how, right. how are you behind stage? Like you got to get out of here, bro. Like that's, that's what it was to me. I, if I caught the ball, I've only been that close a few times. And if I caught the ball, I would be terrified. I'd be mm-hmm. absolutely, I'd be terrified. Especially because like, like you guys said it this a couple of weeks ago, once you're sitting there, you know, the whole world can see you. Like you said, I think, you, I don't know if you said it on or off, off camera, but like, you can't eat if you're sitting courtside. Boom. Yeah. You see Michael Parsons, he's smashing wings with his Philly jersey on. Right. Uh, at the 76ers no game. He's going crazy. The messiest. Right? Yeah. So I was like, if I catch I, uh, the ball, literally, my first thought is is throw the ball. It's, it's just like, just get rid of it. Yeah, punt it into the uh, into the mezzanine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's tough. Boy, you guys came up with two good analogies. Now I have to figure something out. How about... How about it's like rain on your wedding day? Yes. I knew um, you that's pretty ironic what you <laughs> just said there. A, it is ironic, isn't no, it? No, it's coincidental, but let's go with it. It's like 10,000 spoons and all you need is a knife. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Spaghetti's birthday. Hey, one thing about this series, Devin Booker is going to have to cool off for the Suns to go away. In his last two games, he's 34 for 43 from the field. 83 points. That's insanity. That's got a cool. It down. used to be um, your big three. That was the thing a decade ago. You had to have a big three to succeed in the NBA for more than one season. Now it's a big two. So I keep pointing back to that with the Suns. Like, you know, hey, Durant and Booker, all they have filling it up. It's like, all right, it's Durant and Booker, two of the greatest scores in the history of people. So yeah. I'm all right with that. I do think they get theirs though tonight. But I mean, like the premise of Booker and Durant ain't bad as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It it really, I mean, it's the Aitons of the world that are really dropping the ball. Here. Oh, man. Martin, who wins this game? Uh, at least tell me the Nuggets win the race to 10 because it's me and it's the trifecta. We have them minus 132. We've won two in a row. And we vow not to lose the rest of the season. So I they win the race the to 10 and the game. Yeah. I okay. love the Nuggets tonight. I, lo- I do. I, I do have to give you credit. I love the Nuggets all series. Um, and you said that campaign was going to be addition by subtraction. I was like, campaign is terrible. But you know what he is? He's fast. He's a lot faster than Chris Paul is. And that's, that has helped the Suns so far. However, I don't love them going altitude and having to run like that. I don't love. And they, they could have lost last game if Michael Porter Jr. didn't shoot that transition three, which right. I can't stand the idea that a one-pass three is – is just like a good offensive possession now. Like that's the type of stuff that when I was playing and my you know high school days would have gotten you benched. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, oh man, you know. You well, know, listen, we, uh, we sound like open. old men and I, I hate it. I, I hate it. I hate all the threes. I'm sorry. I just, I'm trying to, uh, and I used to love, I, I'm trying to think what the best ratio was between threes and mid-range shots. It's not this. It's not teams going 20 for 92 in a game Shaq. And I think I'm trying to think of like, if it was like football, right? Football's got a nice mix of passing and running. Maybe people prefer more running or more passing, but imagine if football, my favorite sport, your, you love football. All of a sudden, everything was a Hail Mary from Tua to Tyreek Hill. Well, the, Imagine the, if every single play was that. It's like, funny like, you say right, that because I think enough. the fundamental difference is, I mean, people say like, you know, but that has more to do with the money about like running backs and, and, and all of that and usage and everything. I think the comp is field goal kicking. We've talked about that. Like the game is very different. Football is very different because of... um 
50-yard field goals and the ease with which this generation makes them versus what was going on in 1995 as a for instance. It is warped kind of the way like Bill Parcells approach probably wouldn't work in in he used to try to keep every game tight against these heavyweight offensive teams, but he could do it. But I wonder if that brand would still work. And the same thing applies here. The math, it's unsatisfying. I I I think it's more than that. And a field goal is still every 30 minutes or something. This is every possession is a three instead of a two. Every pass, every play would be a pass instead of a run, a long pass, because someone did math and said, well, it makes more sense to take more threes. Overall, you'll score more points. That's what it is. What if someone does the same math with, well, it'll make more sense, even though there's going to be incompletions and interceptions, there's going to be pass interferences and touchdowns. That's why everyone's throwing a bomb. I mean, I don't know if that's me being a curmudgeon. Maybe people were like this with just yeah. the forward pass. Like, no, oh, I why think are you're they right. throwing it's, that forward it's, pass? It's, what you're talking about is it's, I, I uh, it name drop Ryan Rosillo. I was talking to him the other day, and I said the same thing we've talked about here about what would Shaq do? Would his dominance in the block on the low block be enough to swing <laughs> the sport back in that direction? And he said, no, he would yeah. score his points, but it would still be three trading twos for threes. And so that would not swing <clears throat> things back to, to, to that degree. Well, what and would it Jordan is a do? <clears throat> what would Jordan do is the question. Like, would he be uh, prolific from behind the arc uh, more than hmm. the mid-range shot that we're so used to him but, seeing him sink? But yeah, I, I, don't, I, I disagree with Rusillo because, well, just on his face, but in part because part of the reason why you see the different uh, strategies in the NFL is because you have different players. like you have di- and, and the contracts are such where the, uh, it, you, it's a little bit more fluid in terms of when you can get off a guy, when you can, uh, like in the NBA, like the 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 uh, uh, the Warriors are going to have Jordan Poole for the next four years, more than likely, unless they mm-hmm. turn like unless they trade him in some kind of way. But he's not going to be like off the team cut for like the rest of the league to pick him up. And I think that that has something to do with it. Like it makes no sense for a team like Tennessee over the last six or seven years to throw the ball fifty times a game because they have Derrick Henry. But like right. the NBA, like the Seventy Sixers. For example, with a guy like Joel Embiid, we'll just be like, "Well, we still we got to get up threes. We got to get up threes. We got to get up threes. When it's like you should really play through the guy who's seven feet and is the biggest guy on the court by a landslide. Like I think that's the thing that is weird to me about the rest. Like I don't understand how like some teams don't I'm see he's on that ball with outside shooting. I, I think even if that's what got you to the playoffs, teams are abandoning them. They're all becoming three point shooters, right? They're, they're really, aside from maybe the Suns. And when the Knicks go six for 40, like something like that, like that that's not their team anyway, right? And it's right. not like they were down 20 and had to put all these up. You know, but it's funny because Michael Porter Jr., and this is a story that I feel like is three playoffs through now, that somehow he exists as, if not the X factor in the West. I know it's crazy to say, but like, He's among them because that guy go, he makes that team, not two guys. That's three guys. If Michael Porter plays to his level, I feel like the Nuggets reasonably can go to the finals there. The problem is, you know, like I just said about most everybody else playing in these playoffs, he's, he just fluctuates so wildly. He's not dependable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in a three point shooting league, Michael Porter Jr. Looms as the difference between the Nugs getting to the finals and not, in my opinion. Well, and I'll say this, Martin, I've come around on the Nuggets and I think like 
you know, uh, at this point, two weeks ago, we're like, all right, as long as it's the Suns, Lakers, or the Suns, Warriors, the Nuggets will be fun in the playoffs if they in the finals, conference finals. I think I'm fine watching. Sure. Them. Uh, against yeah, yeah, right you, against the board. You want to talk about you know in terms of just aesthetically pleasing to watch, Jokic. If you can get around the fact that he's not going to jump ever, you know he's mm. a great watch in terms of just some sure. of the passes that he makes. Nifty. How about Steph yeah. last night? That behind the back to Dante DiVincenzo. That was that nasty. was a great yeah. back and forth up and down the court. Few minutes of uh, of pro basketball between uh, uh, among the biggest stars out there. That's the first time. It's uh, it's worth noting. It's the first time anyone has ever said aesthetically pleasing in the uh, and Nikola Jokic in the same sentence. Let alone <laughs> before we start talking about those terrible Nuggets uniforms. Very poor. Very poor. That's oh, well, that bad you don't want to see. That they have to change before getting to the conference finals yes. for sure. Yes. All right. Uh, let's. You know, yeah, the race to 10. Uh, See yeah, if the yeah, Nuggets yeah. scored 10 points uh before Jokic's like arm scratches appear. Uh you know, if you see like notice, if you'll notice, they'll start the game, his arms will be yeah. clear. And then by the end, he looks like he's survived like a walk through the last of us. And so I was like, wow. like pay attention oh, so to that. He has all these. Is he doing it to himself or he's getting he's getting hammered on the way to the hoop? I figure it's maybe it's a little bit of both. You never know oh. with a guy like Jokic. He might, he might be in the corner, like on the sidelines, uh, in between yeah. quarters, crashing himself just to stay up. There you go. All right. Well, let's see if we could bet that on Caesars. Uh, we're going to give him a little love, and let's bet uh, over-under arm scratches by Jokic first quarter. We'll be right back. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, NHL, we talked about the Blackhawks getting the number one pick. Um, yeah, it's going to be Connor Bedard. Uh, boy, last night, Edmonton, Vegas, just when you thought we'd have some normalcy, right? Oh, it's Mikey Meatballs and I were spending our money. Hey, we have Edmonton winning a cup. They're plus 360 right now. This is, uh, this is easy. Look at this, minus 195. I saw minus 195 against the Vegas Knights and immediately thought that was way too big for a hockey game in May. Um, did I bet uh, the Knights? No, of course I didn't. I had Dreisaitl to score a point on a parlay. And the fact that Dreisaitl, Shaq, and McDavid didn't, I think you honestly, I made a joke, like it was 34 million to one that neither of those would have a point. It was like 35 to one. Hmm. That neither would have a what 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 goes on. Just take care of business at home, but hockey can't give us what we no, want. No, indeed. I mean, that's the bottom line. I just uh, I I don't know. Like we just said, uh, let's just hit the uh, who said it last week. Just hit the reset I might button. Have said the, uh, just let's start th- over. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah you you you. Said. That's what we need. The, these these playoffs stink. I think the cools mm-hmm. who like you know. Spaghetti and meatballs, they're kind of like, you've accused me of this with when we first met, Sal, you you and our pal Dratch got into me and they're like, you don't like these bands. You just think it's cool to say you like Built to Spill or Pavement or Spoon yeah, or anything true. else. I'd be like, why would I torture myself in my car alone? listening to music that I don't actually like. Who am I impressing? The man in the mirror? Well, no one knows you're, you're listening in your car. Maybe yeah, that's I, just a facade. We're not in their car with you. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit, it's a big fraud. Uh, I'm pulling on the world to, to try and sell <laughs> Dave's cooler than he actually is. Hard sell. Um, but I, I kind of get it when it's like, you know, it's not spaghetti and meatballs, but like diehard hockey people are like, this is good. New blood, new blood. This is great to have the devils in there and Florida's looking like this stinks. That's my answer. It all stinks. <laughs> Vegas and Miami and North Carolina, fat, fat and triple fat. I don't like any of it. Well, it all stinks. Now, Spaghetti, we're not getting Edmonton, Toronto, it looks like. Almost definitely, right? Well, whatever. Yeah, anything could happen. And Toronto's down 3-1. Um, they don't even play tonight, do they? Uh, In a yeah, yeah, so. Okay, yeah, they're tomorrow. So we're not getting that. What's the other ideal scenario for the East, I think, is what you're asking now against Edmonton? What would you like to see? Not the Devils. Definitely the Devils. I mean, I I think I truly believe it's going to be Panthers Kraken. I think that's what we're we're destined to. But <laughs> I, I know I can't say that without Dave getting upset. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Dave used to be the cool, like had the cool take, like he was uh, you know miles ahead of people. And you know, 
then mother nature got to him and now he's the old promoting guy <laughs> like yelling at the cloud hates cer- mother he nature. hates certain states that have teams he hates uh teams that have been you know formed post what like post Gerald Ford administration I like, don't hate them I'm indifferent about them and that's what I hate is is my apathy towards something I care about that's you understand the nuance there I don't hate the Florida Panthers I am opinionless where they're concerned same with the with the Vegas Golden Knights who cares their fans haven't suffered enough to deserve this this precious spot. They have a chance to hoist the cup. Their fans haven't suffered. That's what they, I'm getting. They, they have. They also, too, had to fire Gerard Gallant, so they understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhere in between Shaq and uh, Spaghetti and Meatballs here. I, I don't I just don't think and Spaghetti, are you going to would you watch aside from now that you have money on this uh, Panthers Kraken finale? Would, would you watch something like that as intently as you would not even your team, Without but a, doubt. a good matchup. Without question. Team, I, I think really. it's, I think it's just so, if you love the sport, seeing like a team, like that's, that's what hockey's headed to the playoffs. Like where you, you think like, Oh, last year, Panthers year. It's like, no, it's the year you don't expect. They go on a run, they get hot. You see players like Matthew Kachuk and a number of other guys performing very, very well for them. That's a fun thing to see. And they still have some question marks. Like you could still say Bob Rovsky may not be a sure thing. That's fair. I mean, he is a two-time Vezina winner. And then reversely, if it is the crack and I mean, a brand new team with an amazing fan base, much you know, very similar to what happened with Vegas a few years back when they were created. And uh, that place is rock. And they have a bunch of guys who are, I mean, they're not, they're not scrubs, but they're just like, they're pretty mid-level, pretty yeah. mediocre. And they somehow put it together. And I think that's like the cool thing in sports. Like I get kind of tired and, and I'm not, and uh, you know, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I get kind of tired of like the teams that have the most amount of stars win. And like, it's a, a league full of superstars and it's all about their drama like the Kraken being a bunch of dudes, just like figuring it out for, you know, 16 games or plus it, it's, it's really cool. So I, I like how this is potentially. But there, there's, there's gotta be a happy medium. The randomness is just too much. It's just, it's like, it, you'll never see that in football where the best regular season team went 12 years without making it past the second round in the playoffs. You just, you just would never, ever see it. And I'm not saying that one is, you know, world's better than the other, but you gotta, uh, I, I don't I'm not saying it's a, how cool I'm is not it saying it, if it happens. It's a not lot, a good thing know? or a bad thing, but the NHL playoffs are just different than every other thing in sports, whether you hate it or love it. Mm. It's just its own entity. It's it's unexplained. Like you cannot explain what happens going on there. The weirdest stuff happens. The least expected stuff happens. Three one comebacks happen like, you know, crazy. It, it's just it's its own right. thing. And it's really just about getting into the dance. And then, you know, I think Hench said, uh, on the last minus three, it's like a permutation of coin flips. And that's like an awesome way to describe it. Well, that's not how he, <laughs> that's, that's, an not indictment. How, that's not what he said. That wasn't his conclusion, but yeah, I know. No, but that's my thing. There's, there's all, it's, it's random as far as who gets in. It's random as far as who advances. And it's random as far as how these games end. Like, that's why I want to crap on hockey here, but everyone's like, there's nothing like playoff hockey. It's like, yeah, that game went three overtimes. We just watched five hours and the winning goal was uh, off three players and then hit the goalie's uh, blocker and then went in or maybe didn't go in and cross the line. Like, uh, I, I know there's nothing like playoff hockey. That that wasn't satisfying to me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know it's great. It's gritty. It's fun. The flow and everything. These players are tough as tough as shit, you know, they get stitches, they come back, but got to get some some kind of semblance of normalcy. Somewhere. That's been my knock on March Madness for so long. And now it's come back yeah. to bite me. On uh, on the NHL, I'm sad to say, 
it's more random now than the 40 minutes of uh, these two teams that have never yeah. seen each other before in college basketball. This is worse. All right, let's talk about something we all love. The NFL schedule release. Now, I said they should have waited till June. Then you got something every month, right? You got the, help me out, check. Free agency in March, draft in April. Um, what would what would May be? Well, May now we get this. Schedule right. release. I'm sorry, yes. And then the, well, I guess you can't do schedule release and then and then the uh you what do get you call a good the, you get a good six or so days of non-football news pretty much every okay. year. Yeah, that's I mean true. it is, no, great. is great. June and July are pretty much like, but by the time you get to mid-July, you're like, ooh, they're going to camp soon. It's great. That's why right. it's a, it, it's the best because by hook or by crook, by luck or plan, the NFL now is pretty close to 365. Oh, sure. So tomorrow, I think some of the um, overseas games are going to leak, right? But the the big schedule release is Thursday. And I don't know if we predict our... I'm going to predict the Cowboys primetime game. So it used to be five was the most you can get. So now it's six because you could play two Thursdays and every team isn't guaranteed a primetime game. Is that true? So Martin, they don't have to, they don't have to stick us with Houston, Indianapolis week eight on Thursday night, I think is the new thing. Yeah. So you could have as many as six primetime games, I think. Yeah. And then you got there's five international games. I just know that the, the week of Thanksgiving is going to be a bear from three games on Thursday, game on Friday, then Saturday, yeah. then Sunday. That's 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 love a it. long time. I I, I, I love man, it. Plan for Thanksgiving early. That's going to be a long. Yeah, the that's first a, ever that's a, that's a Black Friday game is going to be announced by Amazon, and then the rest of the, the select contest will be revealed by Fox and CBS on Fox and Friends and CBS Morning. So, Sheck, you're glued to Fox and Friends anyway. Yes. So you let us know what happens. There, I'm going to predict the Cowboys primetime games. I'm going to say Eagles, Giants, Jets, Niners, and Bills. I think that's our five. Uh, I would love to open week one with a cake game um, home against the Rams. That's my prediction. Sheck, I don't know if you look through the schedule. Yeah, cool. well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 um, my, I mean, we know who's home and who's right. away my for the matchups. That's rule, all we know. My right general, what, what's, rumors i don't know if there's any credibility to these it you you know it would rate is steelers ravens always rates and so i've heard that that is in line maybe for the thanksgiving night game it's been twice mm -hmm. in baltimore if i'm not mistaken they've done that before yeah, yeah. they've done that twice yeah. there and i think I, I know pittsburgh once played um in indianapolis on sunday night i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they drop one in in um pittsburgh at prime time for that one against the ravens um I'd be fine with that. The bigger issue to me is that, I, I mean, I say it every year. Listen, you know, by the time we get through May and June and July and these meaningless Civil War reenactments in August, all we want is the real thing. We've been walking in the desert starving for months on end. Just give me, mm -hmm. just give me a cracker. I don't need filet mignon. I don't want meaningful games in week one. Don't give me a divisional. Oh, stop. Oh, my That's what I said. I'd love to see you try to figure out a schedule well, I, I where nothing's meaningful. It's easy enough. One. You know what was great last year was the backloaded divisional games coming down the stretch of the season. Do that, NFL. Don't make games. They've done that for a while. That, that used to be they, all um, interdivision games. We don't need games the, the, we don't need the juiciest matchups in week one. We're going to watch you no know, matter we, what. We have been without it for so long. <laughs> 
You just said how no. March Mad your March Madness take came back to bite you in the ass for your hockey po- hockey playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you start talking about how we don't need meaningful games in week one, sooner than later, then regular season won't matter at all. This the, don't fix what ain't broke. Give me whoever. Yeah, I don't whenever. see how you avoid meaningful games. All right, somebody's gonna have to get, get the teams. short end of the stick, and retroactively yeah. we'll look back and like, who knew that blank team was gonna be in the mix for the playoffs. But I'm talking about, we don't need the greatest matchups. Like for instance, don't give me Cincinnati and Pittsburgh in week one. Shame the devil. That could decide the division. I don't want to see (laughs) that. We got that last year. I don't like that. Why such a meaningful game early on like that? I bet the players would disagree with you. I know the, you know, I mean, I, obviously the schedule makers would, but, uh, and those behind that, but I, I don't think, I think they need to spread out a little bit. I mean, you got six tough games. You got to do that in, okay. in in nine weeks or something. I hear your point I on that. I, I just don't love that. But um, I, you know, listen, as a Steelers fan, I'm over the moon already because they play the Rams in Los Angeles. They paid the Raiders in Vegas and they play the Seahawks in Seattle. So that's conceivably me and Jean-Claude Van Damashek have a, a potentially full dance card come autumn of 23. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, what do you don't they? specifically look for like Denver was at Seattle week one. That was great. That was Russell Wilson. We saw his demise right there in Seattle and Geno Smith's rebirth right there. Like that was, I love the storylines matching it up. I always wondered, I was was in the back of my head. I always wondered if that's intentional or if they were just enough storylines that you could pick one, anyone out per week. Right. Like, you know, you could find Derek Carr going back to play the Raiders in week five or, you know, and then I don't know. You no, could I just know. But so Denver, Seattle, it didn't work out this way. But people predicted that Seattle, I think they were supposed to have three or three and a half wins. So you can't really that game isn't as great week eight. Right. If Seattle's zero and seven or one and six as yeah. it is week one when everybody's zero and zero. Spaghetti, what do you think of this uh, Shaq take? It's par for the course for Sheck Lately. This is what he's become. He's become anti everything in sport. He used to enjoy sports. Early in our relationship, he loves sports. What are you he hates about? sports now. He hates. He hates good. Is this you? Maybe it's you, Spaghetti. You said it's early in your relationship. Well, now, it was okay. He, he, now, he yeah. just wa- he wants division games loaded up uh, near the end of the schedule. He yes. wants only northern teams to compete. It's uh, it's quite a take. You uh, and also you have to only draft or sign homegrown players. No free. I didn't say um, you. I didn't say that's what you have to do i said it's better when you do that it's more satisfying when you do it that way yes how about only the original six teams play the last four weeks can we do that let me tell you you know what as a matter of fact spaghetti reminded me of a of of a golden idea that i have had the xfl are you listening xfl and or usfl (laughs) one of you should do exactly what spaghetti just said you should one of your leagues should be we only have players from our region. Mm. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't you watch that? Wouldn't that have a nice collegiate or even high school vibe to it? Like, no. Oh yeah. We're, we're in, uh, you know, we're in LA sign somebody from Florida. No, we can't do that. We're, we're the SoCal team, certain zip codes. Are out. That's a great idea. Uh, I wouldn't care. Almost immediately. I wouldn't care. I'd, I'd be, well, I'd you're be a New York person who know. roots for the That's Dallas Cowboys. So, I, uh, you know, Martin, do you want five primetime games for the Lions, or would you rather just play under the radar, even though you are favored to win the division? so Yeah, I'd rather just see the Lions in primetime than the Saints, that's for sure. I don't have any yeah. interest in okay. seeing New Orleans. But at least the Lions. Uh, I, yeah, I, well, I, want, I want to see the Lions 
in prime time. And I really want to see Jameer Gibbs like lead the league in rushing and like just tear tear the league apart because of everybody talking about it. <laughs> Positional value. It'll be interesting if they do snub the Colts and the Texans, two teams who are not supposed to do well this year in prime time, but, uh, but you know, might want to nah, give Colts, everybody a look at, right? The, Colts the, the, the new quarterback is coming screaming up. for like a week 13 Thursday night matchup, right? So normally I would say yes, but I think they made, I think Al Michaels cried enough and now they're, um, they have a right to steal games from that. I think an interesting storyline to follow. And I think the lions are legit on the rise. Their secondary, which was their weakness is going to be a position of great strength in terms of comparison to the rest of the league, even they have one of the better secondaries all of a sudden Hutchinson in year two, we know what the offense is. The lions are going to be good, but I think it's going to be interesting to track over this next half year, how Martin and any saints fan who's down in the dumps changes their opinion here, because who's winning that division. I keep going back to that. The saints are going to be relevant in December. Almost certainly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you, you anybody getting that crazy about the Falcons? Obviously the bucks are going to be garbage. Look, if so, in fact the Saints are relevant, they'll be relevant like they were this year, which is irrelevant to anybody but the team that's actually <laughs> going to win the <laughs> NFC South because they're the team that's creeping up on you with their with their six and nine record. This is it reminds me of my kid, my childhood because you know they got <laughs> the graphics see, six they, and nine. At least let them let them play the last two games at least six and <laughs> no, nine. I'm saying like, yeah, because because it would be around this time of the year, Sal, when uh, you would uh, have. Every team would be in – they had the three three columns broken up, and you have your teams locked up, and they have a little Z or a little X or a little Y next to it. And it's like, yeah, oh, cool, look right. at Pittsburgh. Locked it up. Look at, you know, San Francisco. Locked it up, whatever. Then you got your uh, your wild card in the line next. And then next is in the hunt. And then in the in the hunt graphic, they put, like, seven teams. And then the last two teams, that's where I, that's where I grew up, right there, those last two spots. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be right back, back the there. Hunt? It's the teams that are like six right. and nine in week 15. And they're like, oh, you know what? If they if they win and then the Packers lose and then the Vikings lose and then the Giants and the Seahawks tie, then the Saints yeah. have the tiebreaker to get the last wild card and went into that. That's how That's it's the most not fun. fun. That is no, the most six, fun. It makes me sick. It makes me sick. And you well, as a pedigree style, you, I don't think you'll be so a we'll sick. want to back in like that. Yeah, at six and nine, you might get the X at, uh, because that might be enough to win the NFC South <laughs> plus one twenty states. Hey, let's uh, let's take another quick break and we'll be back with our play of the day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code First Take and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, I mentioned I like the Nuggets. I like them to win. I'm not going to deal with the points, but I'm going to add that. Same game parlay. Nuggets win. Jokic, triple-double. That's plus 186. I was looking at Jokic over three and a half rebounds in the first quarter. Um, counting on that mile-high stuff. Lots of Suns misses early on. But ultimately, I prefer the almost two-to-one odds I'm getting for a Nuggets win, plus triple-double for the star, playing with a chip on his shoulder. Maybe some scratches on his shoulders too, Martin, but had a triple-double on Friday. He had two in the Minnesota series. He's coming off an 11 and 17 assist games. The boards will be there. Just a complete game manhandling to retake control of this series. Give me Nuggets win. Jokic, 3D, plus 186. Shaq, what do you got? Well, I, I, like you, I'm looking for any consistent trend this springtime with any individual player. I do like the Celtics at home. I would be surprised. I do think the curse is supposed to looms here for them because you do not want to be the Celtics going back to Philly needing to have that game. A lot of pressure on them. I think they're potential for some negative energy to emerge if things aren't going right in the first half there. I do like the Celtics to win the game though. So parlay Celts money line. Plus here's a consistent trend. Jason Tatum is exceeding his regular season rebound total by a couple of rebounds a game here. He's gotten seven out of 10 games. He's gotten double digit rebounds over nine and a half. Jason Tatum rebounds plus the Celtics on the money line payout is plus one thirty six. I like that. All right, um, Martin. Let me ask you this before you give your pick. You got these three teams: the Nuggets game five, the Celtics game five, the Warriors game five. You have to pick two of them to win. Your life depends on it. Which two are you going uh, the with? The two to win would be Celtics and Nuggets. The tonight games, huh? Yeah, it would be tonight yeah. if I had to pick right. two to win for my life. All right. Okay. Ironically, you do that, Sal, against the Slim Reaper. You're betting life and limb against the Slim Reaper. It's a dangerous (laughs) game you're talking about there. No, I know. I know you're right. Four life, four lay. I'm taking the Nuggets. I'm taking the Nuggets on the money line as well. I do think they cover, but you inspired me when you said you're not messing around with the points. So I'm not going to mess around Mm -hmm. with the points either. And I'm going to pair that with Jamal Murray over 25 and a half points. Um, I think he gets over this. He's been dreadful from three in this series. I think he she shakes out of that tonight. Uh, he's, what is that? Two for two for eighteen so far. No, two for eighteen in games two, three, and four in this Sun series. So yeah. I expect him to shake back uh, and get back to his normal. By the way, that, that's five, as good as analysis as we're going to get in hockey and basketball. Yeah. This guy sucked last game. So he's going to do well this game. Like, really? But don't you have numbers like, yeah, but just, just watch. That's just, if you can see is. my laptop. <laughs> I have Jamal Murray over. I, it, last night it Show was 24 it. and a it. half. I, I can take mm-hmm. a side, but I was like, like I, you know, game to game. It's a, it's impossible to find the through line. And then to your point, Sal, about like, well, what's been happening. Well, that's unlikely to continue. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poop on Devin Booker doing what he's doing, but it's unlikely he continued right. that hot streak. Air go the Nugs. It's By like the way, what's his number? What's his what's uh, his number? Thirty-one uh, and a half. Not, oh, that big? Oh, I thought it was twenty. That's high. Yeah. 
It's no 31 time. now. I, mean, I thought about going thought about going under, but I was like, do I really want to stand in front of that movie train? I don't think so. Right. And plus, I like no. uh, just right. something about I love watching Devin Booker play basketball. It's so like you would, No, it's fun. It's it's not only is it fun, he's just he like, I don't know, maybe it's just because in my head, like I just dream about what the days I, you know, thought I could play in the NBA or was even good at basketball in real life. But like I just wish mm-hmm. I could play like him. Like he looks like he shakes like, his defender so and takes fun. it to the hoop. You, you just don't see it that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh minus three, Shaq. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah on today. Yeah, we pour it over before he goes into his summer-long hibernation, a post-draft assessment of the best mm-hmm. rosters in pro football minus the quarterback. And we asked, we, we got into, uh, of course, Andy Weidel, what he did in Pittsburgh, Tua and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And I asked him the question, could Patrick Mahomes take any team to the playoffs? I'll just tell a spoiler alert. He said he could. He said, this yeah. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> he did. He said, he said, this Patrick Mahomes not drafted out of school. This season yeah. by Andy Reid version of Mahomes could take pretty much any NFL team to the playoffs. Spaghetti was over the moon. He was proven right there. Because <laughs> well, everybody, it's the right answer. Of course. I mean, I, you know, I, I say no to that, but I, I, I continue to say no. But all right. <laughs> I did bring Dan that up. Daniel Jeremiah, by the way. I'm a fuck. Yeah. No, no, I just, real quick. He, he um, what, I, now I can't find this uh, tweet, but he's like, all right. Deepest defensive line, Jets, Lions, or 49ers. I'm like, oh, boy, I love this guy. We're already talking about this stuff. Love it. Well, we came <laughs> up with the it. two right most the important positions are QB and defensive line, according to him. I said, well, then pretty easy. Who's got the best quarterback plus best defensive line? That'll tell us who DJ thinks is going to the Super Bowl. He answered that question. Mm, okay. Listen to minus three. You'll get that answer. Uh, Mark, what were you going to say? Uh he threw me Thumb off. Now. I'm, thinking the best, up. I'm thinking about the best quarterback defensive line combinations now. I'm thinking about, about how the Saints aren't it. Not even close. They signed a it's quarterback a this year. It's not the Saints? Oh, interesting. Uh, Lemon <laughs> yeah. Pepper Parlay, it's you and Mark Gunnels. And then uh, Mark's going to have a good laugh at you you and me. We're going uh, somewhere in Venice, and we, we have a pickup basketball game. We don't know against who. We don't know if anyone will let us in, but a la... White men can't jump. We got the uniforms and everything. We lost our bet. Our bet was that the Lakers would not make the playoffs and they are going to cruise through the NBA finals, apparently. So we were way off with that. And uh, you nervous, Martin? Now we're going to see if you could still play. We know oh, I can't. I'm not nervous at all. I know I can't play anymore. All I am praying for at this point in time is, is uh-huh. uh, merciful opponents. So just okay. please, guys, if I pass you the ball and you're on my team, Make the shot, and if somebody, if you're on the other team, please, please make the shot, because oh, I envision this two on two. I don't know who you're talking to right now. I thought it's just me and I you against. We'd be uh, playing five yeah. on five. Well, if that's the case, in that oh, case, if it's whoever we're playing against, please, 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 just make the shot. Just make. Don't bet. Yeah. I don't want to try to rebound, and because like once I get out there, I'm gonna try. And then um, it's just going to be, it's just the longer I'm out there, the more hurt I'm going to get. So it doesn't, it's not yeah. like if it's just more hurt. Right. So if we're out there for like right. longer than one or two games, then I really might hurt myself to a point where I got to like two worry about how I'm getting around. All right, baby face. You got to find us a merciful. You're, opponent younger what's than, going on. You're, you're not Chris Paul's age. Even you're, you're talking like you're my age and they're going to bust an Achilles for breaking into a jog, which literally, would happen to me. If you do have to go two on two, I think you need a backup plan. And it is 
Sal and Martin versus spaghetti and meatballs. I'd, I, I'd watch that. <laughs> what's what's the uh, what's the opening line? You're trying your best, Sal. You can't play any funny games. You got to do your best. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't. I, I'm, I'm not confident in uh, my defense or and it's certainly not offense in a two on two game. So I don't know. But we assume sure. Martin's the best. He's the tallest. Uh, I sure. I don't know. Yeah, he played. I, I, I love Martin, Martin's concern is that he's worried about playing to 21, but 21 minutes, not not the points. Like that's that's no. the worry. 21 would be great. No, 21 see, minutes. That, I don't know that. Your I point it. is, I think it might take an hour and a half to get to 21 <laughs> points, and that's what I'm worried about. It's going to take an hour and a half for our our the guys we're teamed up with to stop laughing at our request. Did meatballs play high school baseball? Uh, high school basketball? No, baseball, wrestling, right? And football. Is that Mike? Michael, right? That is correct. They would push you guys they around pretty good. They, they had a hoop in their yard and uh, and games all the time. The right, if you boys, have to so I'll do it, that. that's the game that you're going to have to settle on. If you can't find anybody to pick up with, it's going to have to be against YouTube. Against the David, well, I, I think, all right. I think I would be right now the ninth oldest NBA player. Is that right? If I if Good I'm doing you. this count right, right yeah, so there's still time. I think I'd be top just, ten. Martin dazzle some scouts here. Spaghetti, what do you think? We need to hire a crew. Well, Dave says that if me and Meatballs have to play, I was like, well, then nobody will be able to record this. So this is oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Thank God for that. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. All right. Happy birthday, Eddie Spaghetti. Thirty-one years old. I say Piazza. He says Igor. He says it's a year of the Igor. Um. Either way, Ironically, in, in a year buddy. that wasn't Igor's year, um, the uh, that's 31. right. And he is uh, he he's rewarded himself with my birthday gift, a bet. His he has uh, treated himself to a Panthers Kraken final. We'll get odds on that, but you have a hundred dollars on that now, Eddie. So good luck, good luck with that going forward. It's gonna happen. Why not? Um, that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. Uh, for spaghetti, for meatballs, for Martin, for Dave, for babyface Joel Solomon. I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.